Blessed feast. Uh, I'll not talk much today. I'll probably be brief and, and short. Uh, today, actually, they call it post-Christmas, or they call it second day of the feast. So there are three feasts in the church where we have a second day. That's Nativity, Theophany, and Resurrection. The three feasts have what they call second day of the feast. Um, first, we're not the only Orthodox that celebrate uh, Christmas on the 7th. There are other Orthodox Christians who also celebrate Christmas on the 7th. Um, we call them, I know today's 8th, uh, we call them old uh, calendars, those who follow an older calendar. Um, so for example, even within the other Orthodox denominations, you find within one specific denomination, you find some smaller groups who are still following the old calendar, which would fall still on uh, January uh, January 7th. Uh, but again, today they call it post-Christmas. And it has its own specific readings for, for the day. And the reason for having a post or a second day of the feast, at least for Christmas, is the following. So, you know, the Coptic Church celebrates on January 7th, but actually it celebrates on Kiak 29th, correct? That's really what the day is. So sometimes the feast come on the 28th of Kiak. And it comes on the 28th of Kiak when the previous Coptic year is a leap, right? A leap year, right? So the previous year, it's it has an extra day. And when it has an extra day, and we want to keep the Lord's, uh, St. Mary's pregnancy of the Lord exactly nine months, because the Lord, everything is done is perfect. So that shifts the feast from the 29th to the 28th of Kiyak. And so we borrowed the readings from 29 and put them on the 28th. But then the church also wanted to keep the 29th to be something that has to do with the Lord's begetting. And so they arranged today's reading to be the eternal begetting. So he's born in time from St. Mary, but he's born before time. He's begotten before uh, uh, from the Father before all ages, and that's why, so we come and we do what's called the post-Christmas or a second day of the feast, which is actually, which is, which is today. So, uh, however, today is the 30th. So when the day, when the years don't have these differences, we still keep the readings. I hope that made sense. So quickly, if the, if the feast comes on the 28th of Kiak, then the 29th is still celebrated. I hope that makes sense. And so today, the uh, the church arranged the 
uh, reading from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, uh, verse 1 to 13, which I think many of us are probably comfortable with this reading just because it comes in the Agbeah, in the first hour in, in our book of prayers, in the first hour, this is the Gospel that is usually read. In the beginning uh, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, by the way, those of you who, uh, those of you that prefer Arabic as your first language, we're actually studying the Gospel of John in the Bible study on Friday night. So come join us uh, if, if Arabic is your preferred language. So in the beginning was the word, and it's interesting because the Gospel of John, St. John does not start by saying at least in the first few verses, the Son of God. He does not use the term, the Son of God, but he uses the term, the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And there's a reason why he does not introduce the Gospel with the word Son, because he doesn't want anyone to think he's born of the Father in any physical way. So he refrained from using the word Son until later on in that same chapter. But he also wanted to say that he is born of God, he's begotten of God before all ages. So he says, in the beginning was the word. So now one has to ask why he does not start with the father. Why doesn't he start with saying, you know, the father was, and then the son is begotten, for example. But he does not do that. But he starts with the word. Because, really, there's no dispute around the Father and who is as God. But the challenge that the Christians faced early on in, in the history of the church was, is Jesus divine? Is Jesus the Son of God? Is he eternally God? Is he equal to the Father? Is he equal with the Father? Is he of one essence with the Father? Is he lesser than the Father? Or is he equal to the Father? And so the gospel is started by the word because to say, all disputes, let's set this disputes aside. Let's set this fact straight from the very beginning. And the beginning was the word. And then he goes on to say that the word was with God and the word was God. Um, so uh, he continues on and, and, and he says, uh, by him, all things were made. All things were made through him and without him, nothing that was made, that was made. Which is almost literally word for word in the creed. Those of you who know the Orthodox creed will come and actually say those words. Uh, and so we say that all things are made by him. And then we come to say, in him was life, and life was the light of men. So he made all things. He says, the word of God made all things. By him, all things were made. So seen and unseen, the things that we see and the things that we don't see, we say that in the... Uh, um, in, in, uh, in the creed. We start the creed, we say, what well, we believe in one God, God the Father, the Almighty, uh, who created all things, seen and unseen. And in the gospel, what do we say? We say, 
Um, all things were made through him. All things were made through the Son. So it's the will of the Father through the Son by the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. This is how everything you see around you is created and how everything you see around you is actually sustained and maintained. So this includes the world as we, the world as we know it, all creation, including us. When we say in him was life, we don't only refer to him creating, but rather him also sustaining. Like the fact that we are still living is not just biological. That's the faith of the church. The fact that creation and life and the world is still moving is not just a matter of physics and it's not only a matter of biology, the fact that we live, but it's a matter of providence too. It's a matter of God in his grace and in his providence, who himself is life, granting us life. All right? So, so our life as we live it is not just a matter of biology and the world as we know it is not just a matter of physics, but rather it is definitely first and foremost sustained by, by God. And so we say, in him was life, and life was the light of men. Now, again, life is not just a life as in he created, but he also sustains. And when we speak of life, we say no darkness. Correct? Once there is life, then there is no death. And when there is no death, there is no darkness. So when we speak of life, we speak that no more death. And this is really, really what the Son of Man came to do, is to take away death and to take and give us life. But then he says, uh, life was the light of all men. So we come to the knowledge of God, that is light, by the Son of God. Now, does our life reflect this light and this life that we receive from him? That's, I think, an important question that we need to ask ourselves. Does our lives, as we live it, as we move on, as we go on in our day, does our life reflect the life that we receive from him? Does our life, as we live it, reflect the light that we receive from him? St. Paul in, 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 uh, in, uh, in Galatians chapter 5 says, these are the works of the flesh. What are they? He says, drunkenness, jealousies, lewdness, idolatry, sexual immorality. He says, all these things are the works of the flesh. He says, these things are the works of darkness. Do we participate in those things? You know, I'll be honest with you. One of those words, for example, he says, even if we set aside, you know, sexual immorality, lewdness, and, and all this, but he even lists jealousies. Are we saying that we sometimes do not get jealous from one another? So we do have in us, by our choices and by our actions, still works of darkness. 
But if we actually embrace the light of Christ and we recognize that we have a better life that he has for us, all these darkness will be cast out. So the works of darkness are, are clear. I mean, we have so many lists in the Bible, and if you read them, you find us that we participate in many of them. Like again, like what I said, you know, it says that list has uh, uh, conflicts or uh, disturbance or fighting and arguments. I'm like, really? We have quite of those at homes. Sometimes then you wonder, you see, is that really a work of light? Is that really, you know, where is light in here? So, in the gospel that was read today, he says, he came to his own and his own did not accept him. We don't want to be that way. We don't want to have the Son of God coming to shed light on us, and we don't accept him and say, no, 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 i rather darkness. i rather to live in the actions of darkness because they have me enjoy the moment for whatever reason. If the feast is about anything, if the feast, if this feast is about anything, is about the Son of God coming, and became the son of man, that he would make the son of men sons of God. And how do we become sons of God? If we are actually like the son of God, if we live like him. So acts of light are so important. Acts of darkness, we want to cast those away from us. And glory be to God forever.